We are now in week six of our Started from the Bottom podcast. I am Caleb Nixon alongside Joey Polizzi. And this week we are talking about future baseball Hall of Famer and St. Louis Cardinal legend, Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols was born on January 16, 1980 in Santo Domingo of the Dominican Republic. With his father in and out of his life, he was raised mainly by his grandmother. Most importantly, Pujols' family was beyond poor. They only got by because of the help from the government. Pujols' father was a great pitcher for the Dominican Republic, and he wanted to follow in his father's footsteps. His goal from childhood was to make it to the major leagues. In the 1990s, his family began to migrate to the United States. Ultimately, they settled in Independence, Missouri, and at the time, this location was home to a plethora of Dominican immigrants. He began attending high school at Fort Osage High School and structured baseball around his life. However, he also focused on academics and learning the English English language in order to help him get to the majors. In his sophomore season, he hit over 500 with 11 home runs. The next year, teams began to walk him because of his ability to hit. He walked 55 times in 88 at-bats in his junior year. He received All-State honors and led his team to the state championship. At this time, he began looking at college options. He attended the All-Star Game for high schoolers in the Kansas City area. Marty Kilgore recruited him to play at Maple Woods Community College. Smart move, Marty. He arrived at Maple Woods Community College in 1999. He batted .461 for that year with 22 home runs and 80 RBIs. When competing in the Junior College World Series, he was constantly walked yet again. However, his regular season performance was enough to get him immediate professional attention. Although a very short college career, he made an impact on his team and left his teammates astonished. In his regular season debut, he hit a grand slam off future all-star Mark Burley and also turned an unassisted triple play. From this moment on, they knew he was special. In the 2000 draft, he was selected by the St. Louis Cardinals who recruited him very highly. However, Pujols was a little disappointed with how late he went. He went in the 13th round, and when the Cardinals offered him a signing bonus of $10,000, he said no. Instead, Albert played in the Jayhawk League, a Kansas circuit for college-age players. In order to play here, he had to move in with the team manager and his wife, Frank and Barb Leo. In 55 games, he led his teams in home run and batting average also began to take a strategical approach to each at-bat in order to prepare for every situation that was thrown at him. The Cardinals continued to be amazed with his performances. They changed their signing bonus offer to $60,000 and Pujols accepted. He went to Arizona originally for fall ball, fall ball where he also excelled very highly. He began playing third base for the first time and adapted extremely well. On top of his infield performance, his batting continued to excel as well. He finished second in the league with a 3-2-4 batting average and had 17 home runs with 84 RBIs. He was voted league MVP and shared those honors with Austin Kearns. As St. Louis continued to like Albert, they began testing him with higher competition. He was sent to the double A's where he performed highly. Then he was sent to the triple A's where he won the league postseason MVP and helped his team win the PCL crown. 
The next season, the Cardinals had no choice but to bring him up to the roster after the injury of Bobby Bonilla. Here comes Albert Pujols. In his first season and his first game, he played his way into the starting lineup. He appeared in 161 games, batted a 3-2-9 with 37 home runs and 130 RBIs. He unanimously won 2001 NL Rookie of the Year. However, along with the success comes a little struggle. In his first playoff series, he batted two for 18 and the Cardinals lost. The next season, he had quite a wild ride. The first half of the year, he batted 280. The second half changed all of that. After the All-Star break, he batted 335 with 61 RBIs. He placed second in NL MVP voting this year behind the great Barry Bonds. This time in the playoffs, he rose to the occasion. He batted 300 in the first round, and the Cards won. The second round, he faced off against Barry Bonds in the NLCS, and the Cards could not pull it out. Either way, Albert Pujols was now a guaranteed superstar. The 2003 season was when Pujols finally got recognized as a star in the league. He led the league in batting averages at 359, doubles at 51, hits at 212, and runs at 137. He also hit 43 home runs and 124 RBIs. In that season, he finished second in MVP voting. However, the Cardinals missed out on the postseason. After an impressive 2003 season, Pujols received a seven-year, $100 million contract from the St. Louis Cardinals. He was also moved to first base in 2014 after the Cardinals traded Tino Martinez in the offseason. Over the next seven seasons from 2004 to 2010, Pujols was one of the best players in baseball. In that span, he made all seven All-Star appearances and finished inside the top three in MVP voting in six of seven seasons. He won the MVP in 2005, 2008, and 2009. During that seven-year span, Pujols averaged a batting average of 330, 42 home runs, and 121 RBI per season. Additionally, during that span, he hit a total of 294 home runs and 849 RBI. Pujols and the Cardinals finally got their shot at a World Series appearance during the 2006 season. Pujols arguably had his best season in the big leagues. In this season, he hit the most home runs, 49, and the most RBIs, 137, that he has hit in any season. However, he finished second in NL MVP voting behind Philly's first baseman, Ryan Howard. During the season, the Cardinals would only finish 83-78, and 78, but it was good enough to win the NL Central. However, in the postseason, the Cardinals beat the Padres and the Mets to advance the World Series against the Detroit Tigers. Pujols was fairly productive in the postseason, where he hit over 300 and had one home run in both series. Then in the World Series, the Cardinals defeated the Tigers in just five games. Although Pujols struggled, only batting 200 from the plate, his team came out victorious in his first of two World Series rings. Following the 2010 season, Pujols was still playing at an elite level. Although the 2011 season was considered a down year for Pujols, he was still a key part of the Cardinals roster. He had 37 home runs with 99 RBIs and a batting average of 299. He even finished fifth in NL MVP voting. At this point, the Cardinals were poised for another World Series run. After finishing 90-72 and, and finishing as a wildcard team, the Cardinals shocked everyone in the postseason. 
they beat the Phillies in five games and the Brewers in six games. They would then have a World Series matchup against the Texas Rangers, where they would win in seven games. Puelos an excellent postseason run where he hit five home runs to go with 16 RBI. He also batted 478 in the NLCS against a red-hot Brewers team. However, after Pools won his second ring, he would not have another shot at another ring the rest of his career. Following the 2011 season, Pujols was a free agent. Three teams were reported to be interested in Pujols during the offseason. The Cardinals, the Miami Marlins, and the Los Angeles Angels. The Cardinals offered Pujols a 10-year, $210 million deal, but Pujols rejected it. The Marlins reportedly offered Pujols a 10-year contract too, but on December 8th, Albert Pujols signed a 10-year deal with the Los Angeles Angels worth around $254 million. Pujols, now 32, saw a slight dip in his stats. His first season with the Angels, Pujols did hit 30 home runs to go along with 105 RBI while still batting 285. However, the Angels missed the postseason. His next two seasons in 2013 and 2014, Pujols had very similar stats. However, in 2014, Pujols and the Angels finally made the postseason. But nonetheless, the Angels were one and done and lost in three games to the Kansas City Royals. Pujols performed awful in the postseason where he hit, where he only had two hits on 13 plate appearances. Although many thought this was the end of Pujols' playing days like he did in the earlier days, he followed his poor postseason play in 2014 to becoming an eventual All-Star in 2015. In 2015, he was an All-Star for the first time since 2010. In this season, he had 40 home runs to go along with 95 RBI. From 2016 to 2020, Pujols' stats would just keep getting worse. His batting average, home runs, and RBIs were consistently dropping. In 2020, Pujols played in just 39 games after undergoing knee surgery. In those 39 games, Pujols hit six home runs and 25 RBIs while batting 224 at the plate. Pujols has yet to be back to the playoffs since 2014 and has only made the postseason once in nine seasons with the Angels. Pujols is in his last year of his 10-year contract and is expected to retire following the 2021 season. He just turned 41 years old in January. Let's hope for a great final season for one of the best hitters that we have ever watched. As of now, Pujols ranks third all-time in runs batted in at 2,100. He needs 114 more RBI to pass Babe Ruth for second all-time and 197 to pass Hank Aaron for first. He also ranks fifth all-time in home runs at 662. He needs 34 more home runs to pass Alex Rodriguez, who ranks fourth, and 52 home runs to pass Babe Ruth, who ranks third. Pujols also ranks fifth all-time in doubles with 669. He needs 55 doubles to pass Ty Cobb for fourth and 56 doubles to pass Stan Musil for third all-time. Finally, if Pujols is able to get 100 hits in his final season, he will finish 10th all-time with the most hits in MLB history. He currently sits 15 right now with 3,236 total hits. Yeah, what a great story. And, I mean, he, he's there. He's, he's on the verge of breaking some of these stats and getting into top fives, top three, um, getting in the top 10 most hits all-time. That really just goes to show how great of a story he has. And uh, 
the impact he's made on this baseball game for as long as he has. Yeah, I remember growing up, Pujols was one of my favorite players to watch. You know, I'm even a Cubs fan, and I loved Pujols. That's how much Pujols, you know, was great at the game. And it, you could see it during his career, man. This guy was unstoppable at the plate. Yeah, and going back to his childhood, I mean, you know, really talking about it and researching about him, getting into um, the specifics of where he was born and stuff, the Dominican Republic and to all the listeners out there, I'm sure this isn't the first time that you remember us talking about it. And, you know, it's a pretty similar career to Jose Bautista, who was also born in the Dominican Republic. And, you know, I want to say it was also Santo Domingo. So, I mean, to, to have two guys from the same country and they both strive beyond what they were supposed to be. I mean, they excelled very highly and it's, it's pretty crazy that, these two players turned out to similar careers. Yeah, they're both great players. Obviously, Pujols is going to be a future Hall of Famer, so he was much better than Bautista. But you just look at, you know, Pujols and even Bautista. You know, they didn't grow up here in America. So that's that's already they're starting from the bottom. They're not here. They have to adjust to the lifestyle here, had to get an opportunity. You know, they grew up in a whole different country. So that's just – in itself is starting from the bottom and they had to make their way up to being a pro in the major leagues in America. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really a blessing for uh, Albert to be able to move to independence, Missouri. And uh, you know, if his family had never migrated to the United States, he may have never gotten his shot. And you talked about, it. I mean, opportunity, you need an opportunity to be able to excel, to be able to impress scouts um, and, and other players and so when he when he was able to move to Independence, um, he, he went to high school, started playing baseball. But, you know, maybe the most important part for him was learning the Eng- English language. I mean, that can't be understated. He's trying to excel at baseball, but at the same time, he's trying to learn to speak our language in order to mesh with these other baseball players. Yeah, it's that in itself is also a big difficulty, not just living in America, not just playing baseball in America, but learning the language, too. It is tough. It, um, English is a very tough language. And Albert Pujols, man, he stuck with it. And people didn't like him in, in high school because uh, he was just good. Like I should say, opposing teams didn't like him because he was just good in, in high school. Yeah, talk about, I mean, being good. 500 with 11 home runs in high school is pretty good I would say um and that 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 showed in his junior season where he was walked 55 times in 88 at bats that is just that's a number that you don't really let go it's a pretty I mean it's definitely over 60 percent of the time he was he was walked and that just goes to show how much he succeeded how good of a hitter he was in high school and I mean even even still he still received all state honors and led his team to the state championship yeah I mean, you get walked 55 times in 88 at bats. Like, just imagine you're Albert Pujols. You're definitely frustrated because no one is giving you the shot to excel at the plate because everyone's walking you. And the thing that, you know, is questioning after this is why didn't Pujols get, you know, recruited highly out of high school then? You know, everyone saw what talented of a hitter he was, but he went to a community college. So I'm just confused on that. But, you know, he did start from the bottom. You know, he went to a community college. Yeah, and you know, sometimes those big Division One schools, you know, they don't necessarily go look at these smaller high schools as well with Fort uh, Fort Sage. Um, I mean, you just 
you really don't see um, too many baseball stories where kids are coming out of divi- or smaller high schools into Division One. So I think it was a good opportunity for him to be able to play in community college. But I agree with you. I mean, the way he was batting, he it's, it's it really is shocking that he didn't get some Division One recruitment just because. You know, there's there's Division One baseball clubs in Missouri. Why, why not go take a look at this kid who's batting 500 his sophomore year, and and then teams are walking him constantly every game. I mean, there's a reason they're doing it. They're not walking him because they're not walking him on accident. They're walking him on purpose. I mean, it, it's, it's it is amazing. But you know, when he arrived at Maple Woods Community College, he excelled. I mean, 22 home runs and 80 RBIs. I- I don't know what more you can say. Those are those are great numbers in his first year at community college. And even after this, it's shocking that, you know, he didn't he didn't go to a division one school. But I think he was ready to, you know, take that next step in the pros. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and college prepared him for that. College got him ready. And he was receiving that professional attention. He he thought he was good enough to go. And really, he, he probably thought he was good enough to go higher than the 13th round. Um, as we mentioned in the 2000 draft, that is where he was selected by the St. Louis Cardinals at the time. Um, only offered him a $10,000 signing bonus. And and really, I mean, he, he just expected so much more for himself. He thought he'd worked his way up from the bottom, like we said, and he thought he was at the top, but baseball scouts did not, which put him right back down to the bottom. But it puts him, it puts his story at so much of a higher level now. Yeah, I feel like in this show, we talk about, you know, big things started from the bottom, but it's how it's how you work hard from the bottom and how you get where you are. And I think Pujols, you look at his path to right now in the 2000 draft. He grew up in a different country. He went to a community college. He got selected 13th round. But did Pujols give up? Did he say, okay, I'm done with baseball. Let's get done with this? No. I believe he worked hard. He then played in the Jayhawk League where he got more recognition from the Cardinals eventually to being, you know, this great baseball player. Yeah, I mean, 13th round, think about it. Think about the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th round. How many people do you think do give up, do quit, and just say, I'm done with baseball. I'm going to go pursue something academically or go back to college. He didn't give up. I mean, yes, he went in the 13th round, but that just makes his story so much richer. And so when he when he declined the, the signing bonus that the Cardinals offered, he moved into a couple different leagues, including the Jayhawk League, finally got moved up to the double A's and then really got his best shot in the triple A's. He played good. I mean, he helped his team. You know, he got postseason MVP. They won the PCL crown. I don't know much about that, but, you know, I think they won. It's, that's what they mean by that. And. Who else here? You know, I think people in the league, including the Cardinals, they said this guy's going to be talented. He's he's going to be a good baseball player. And I think it's time we give him a shot. And he didn't disappoint in his first year. Yeah, he got that shot put right into the starting lineup as a young, young player coming out of the triple A's. And, you know, he played pretty good. 161 games, uh, three two nine average with 130 RBIs and 37 home runs. Um unanimously won the rookie of the year for the NL. That's pretty crazy in itself. Um, but, you know, I think we've talked about this before as well. With 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 success comes struggle. And uh, that postseason, he did struggle a little bit. But, you know, you got to take into effect, he's still a young player. Um, he's just coming out of the triple A's. He, he's getting his first shot in the major leagues. And, you know, that postseason run definitely doesn't define him. I think that year as a whole really defined what – Pujols' career was going to look like. 
it's just crazy that Pujols in his first year dominated. Like he was just a great hitter. So similar to Kurt Warner, how we saw he was going to the uh, the Canadian Football League, the Arena Football League. You know, he was playing there a little bit, and he finally got a shot, and he was awesome in his first season. This is very similar to Pujols and. These two guys are really the only example so far in the show that they got their shot and they excelled with it in their first season. We saw Jimmy Butler, Jeremy Lin. It took them a couple of seasons. Tony Romo took them a couple of seasons to get going. But Kurt Warner and Albert Pujols in the past two weeks, man, they really just boom. They got their shot and they went up with it and it didn't stop them. Yeah. And, you know. Moving into that next season, you talk about it. I mean, it's similar to Kurt Warner's path, and it really is. Um, but, you know, that next season, um, it's when we saw him turn into a superstar. And I'm going to read you the definition of superstar here. It is a high-profile and extremely successful performer and athlete. And, you know, when I think of superstar, I also think of clutch in the playoffs. you, you got to be – to be considered a superstar, you have to be able to play and perform well in the playoffs – and that's, this is the season where I think Pujols got that title. He played very well, of course, throughout the whole season, finished second NL MVP, and then he played well in the playoffs as well. Met against Barry Bonds um, and, and the NLCS and ultimately lost, but that's one of the greats in the game. And, you know, he, he still batted 300, and this is where we saw him become a superstar. Yeah, it was right here, man. It- yeah, he finished second in MVP voting. That was a sign, but he also hit well in the postseason. That that's what team look. That's what teams like to see because if you can't hit in the postseason, like Pujols didn't in his first year, he went two for eighteen. There's some question marks, but he stepped up big in this postseason. And ever since then, the Cardinals they were happy and they knew that Albert Pujols was going to be one of the best players in baseball. Yeah, and. The next season, he basically replicated the last one, finished second in MVP voting once again. Um, the, the Cardinals could not make the cut for the playoffs, but he still had a spectacular year, obviously, 43 home runs, as well as 124 RBIs. And here's where we see him receive his first big contract, not the 10-year um, $250 that will get later in his career, but we do see a seven-year $100 million to stay with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, and I think at that time, that was a lot of money. It probably placed him top three, top five in baseball. So he got paid. He worked for it. He worked for it. It's not like he got handed here. Here's a Division One college, and here's first overall pick in the 2000, 2000 MLB draft. He worked hard for it. He got his opportunity. He excelled with his first opportunity and did not go down from there. He just went up, and that's why he got that much money after the 2003 season. Yeah, and he did, and – like you mentioned, that's a lot of money back then. And um, it's pretty crazy to see him get that big of a contract uh, just, just from where he came from within the past two, three years of his career. And so, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we started, uh, Joey. He just had such a great span of baseball that it it's hard. It's hard to put into words because we don't want to be rambling off statistics for 20 minutes. But the next seven seasons of his career – I mean, it was one of the best stretches of baseball we've seen in a long time. He made seven all-star appearances, finished top three in MVP voting six of seven seasons, and then he won three of those in 05, 08, and 09. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we decided to not, you know, get you guys. He hit 40 home runs, 125, because he did that every season. His stats were so identical from that seven-year span. It's crazy. So we just decided to sum it up. 
what he did the next seven seasons, and he finished top three in MVP voting in six of seven seasons. That's just crazy in itself. The other one, he finished, I believe it was ninth in MVP voting, but still, ninth in MVP voting is great. So, Pujols, man, this was at the prime of his career, and it's unfortunate that, you know, the Cardinals weren't able to, you know, get more success from the organization as a whole because they only won one World Series and got to one World Series in this seven-year span at the top of Puelos' game. Yeah, and you mentioned it, 06, to get to the World Series. Um, and he, he probably had one of the best seasons in the big leagues. Um, finished second NL MVP voting. And I believe was this the year he won the World Series with the cards? Yeah, that's the season 2006. Arguably his best season, man. He had the most home runs he's ever hit in any season. The most RBIs he's ever had. It's just... They didn't want to give him the award. They gave it to Ryan Howard, who also had a very good year, though. Yeah, and, you know, it wasn't a spectacular season for the Cardinals. I mean, it was barely above average. It was five games above 500 at 83 and 78. Um, But in the postseason, you know, we talk about that superstar title, and Pujols came alive. They defeated the Padres and the Mets to advance to the World Series against the Tigers. And, you know, he hit over 300 um, had one home run in both series, and they defeated the Tigers in five games. Uh, he did struggle in that series, but, you know, what he did before, they wouldn't have gotten to that World Series without his batting average over 300. Exactly, and I think this shows just baseball is a team game. It's not an individual game. You know, Pujols, look at how great he was those seven seasons. They only made it one time to the World Series, so they didn't have enough pieces, obviously, to get to the World Series, the Cardinals, but in 2006, they obviously did, and other players stepped up, and that's why, you know, they won. Pujols didn't need to, you know, carry the team on his back all the time. Yeah, absolutely, and that was the first ring of his career. Um, probably a spectacular moment for him, just great to experience finally. I mean, he's in his 2006 season, I think we said, and, uh, you know, it's it's five, six years into his career now, and it's got to just got to feel good to come out with a World Series and, you know – it's just – it was a capstone, really, to that seven-year span where he just played spectacular and great and kept it off with a World Series ring. Yeah, his his career with the Cardinals was was really great. And, you know, his, his last season with the Cardinals in 2011, he was able to win another World Series ring, which is great to see for one of the best players in baseball at that time. Yeah, whenever you can make a World Series run with the best player – one of the best players in baseball, it's great. And we saw that. In 2011, you mentioned, um, was a bit of a down year for him. Still finished fifth in NL MVP voting, but the World Series run was alive. The Cardinals got there, and uh, they finished 90-7-72 and and um, as a wildcard team, kind of similar to that 06 season where they were only five games above 500. Um, and the, but they still shocked everyone in the postseason. They made a run, and, you know, they would win in game seven. Um, and, and come out and win the World Series. It's just crazy how, how we say he has a down year in the 2011 season, but I bet any MLB player would love to have 37 home runs and 99 RBIs with a 299 average. Like That's excellent stats. But for Pujols, that was seen as a down year because he was so excellent and so amazing the past couple of seasons, but still a very solid season for Pujols. And, you know, they finally got another World Series ring with him. And you got to attributed to Pujols' success in the postseason, you said, superstar, perform well in the postseason. And what did Pujols do? He hit five home runs and 16 RBIs 
through those three series, and he batted almost 500 against a Red Hot Brewers team, ultimately why they made it to the World Series in the first place. Yeah, talk about clutch. It's, it's not something everyone has, but, I mean, it's something he definitely had for sure, and he proved that in his uh, last World Series run. Uh, and so you, after that, you know, we see him become a free agent. And now, you know, something to point out, really. So, yeah, he was drafted in 2000. He got that seven-year extension in 2000, I want to say, three years. He was on board. Yeah, it was after the three, 2003 season. 2003 season, okay. And so, you know, that was a basically a 10-year stretch. We'll, we'll count it as that. To still be playing at that amount of a high level, and to receive this big of a contract, I mean, even the Cardinals were offering him 10-year 210. Um, he turned that down probably for more, and he got more. I just think it's crazy that he stayed consistent for so long, and that seven-year uh, seven stretch that we mentioned is really what got him this big contract. Yeah, it's crazy. This guy's already 32 years old now, so you're thinking he's out of his prime. You know, He's not going to be able to get 10-year $254 million. That's a lot of money, and – I don't want to say it because Pujols is a great player, but I think the Angels, they gave him too much money, man, because it's just he was great, but you see at the end of his career, you know, 10 years might have been a little too much for Pujols. Yeah, and I mean, the the Cardinals and the Marlins still offered him the same amount of years, maybe a little less, so probably would have bargained a little bit better for them in the future, but, you know, he's still with the Angels. Um He's still going strong, 41 years old. We talked about that, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but so now he's 32, you mentioned. He did hit 30 home runs, but he really didn't have that good of a year. And, and Pujols, I guess, statistics, he, had, he did bat a 285, which is still good. Um, but the Angels missed the postseason and in 2013 and 14 with similar stats. It's just I feel bad for him because, you know, he went to a – an Angels team that, you know, had a bright future because they did have a kid named Mike Trout come up during Pujols' first season. So, you know, there had to be some optimism that this Angels team eventually in three, four, five years would make a deep postseason run. And they just haven't, man. And we'll get to that later. They just they just can't make a run. And Pujols has only made the postseason one time in nine years with this team. So it's just, it's just difficult. And I think Pujols, you know, he chose the money over, you know, having a better roster with the Cardinals. Yeah. And, you know, that's something we all see all athletes choose. You know, he he had his time. He knew he, he'd gotten to where he wanted to. He had two World Series and he thought he deserved the money. I'm most likely. I mean, he did. And he, he for sure did. And so he wanted that extra 40 million dollars of of uh, money to play for the Angels. And so that's what he did. And he probably knew the consequences that came along with it. Um, and you mentioned it one postseason, um, which was in 2014. Um, but it's, it's just, it sucks for him that not to be able to get back there as often as he did with the Cardinals. Yeah, it's, it's awful. And, you know, in that postseason, as you mentioned, 2014, he, he struggled. He only had two hits. He batted 167, 13 plate appearances. So it just, it just wasn't meant to be in that postseason for the Angels and Pujols. They just did not have a good postseason in those three games that they lost to the Royals. Yeah. And kind of reflective that year, it seemed like, that probably was the year um, where he took a down, a downturn towards the end of his career. He did have a pretty good year in 2014. He became an all-star um, for the first time since 2010, hit 40 home runs as well as 95 RBIs. But, you know, after this, it was 
it started to be the downfall for Pujols from 2016 and 2020. We don't see him be the usual player that we're used to be, but, you know, with age comes decline. 100%. At this point, after the 2015 season, he's 36 years old. I mean, no player ever that we talk about is going to be performing at a high level at the age of 36, 37, unless you're Tom Brady, of course, then ages <laughs> and Peyton Manning, you know, this, those don't. Those don't matter, but, you know, for baseball matters and uh, baseball, just 37, 38 years old, you're going you're gonna to see some declining stats. And 100%, we saw it here towards the end of Pujols' career. I was trying to tell you, don't forget LeBron James. He's still going. Oh, LeBron, yeah, that's who. I forgot about LeBron. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still, still an okay player. <laughs> he's, he's having a pretty good year at the age of 36. And, you know, it's, but it's like you said, I mean – it's hard to think of players that excel past that age. I mean, you don't see it too often where players can continue to play at the same level their whole career up until the age of 36, 37, 38, and shoot, even Tom Brady at 43. I mean, it's just something you don't see off too often, um, and it's something you we probably won't be able to list amount, a lot of names off. Um, but so, yeah, you talked about it. He's starting to decline, and, you know, that's that's all right. He, he gave it his all. He had those postseason runs. He's got those World Series um, wins. And so he had nine seasons with the club, and you mentioned it, Joey. Um, he's 41 right now. He's probably got the potential, and he probably will retire after this year, um, 41 years old. I'm not sure how much more he wants to keep going, but he's going to finish that contract with the Angels and – it's pretty crazy. He's still 41. He's still giving it a go. Um, and if it is his last year this year, it's going it's to be memorable for sure. 100%. I mean, this will – I'm almost 99.99% sure it's going to be the last season of his career. You know, just looking – I don't know, 41 years old. He's got he's to be able to step away from the game unless he wants to go another one or two years and sign a deal with another, you know, World Series contender. But I don't see that happening. I see this being Pujols' last season. And – who knows? Maybe he gets another all-star nod this season just for, you know, old time's sake. Because remember what the NBA did? They gave Vince Carter, Dirk Nowitzki, you know, the opportunity to play in, in the all-star game in their last season. So maybe the MLB does something similar and gives Pujols one last all-star nod. Yeah, that would be pretty great. I mean, it is something that is for special occasions. You mentioned it, Dirk. He was a great influence on the game of basketball. Um, Vince Carter as well, as well as Dwayne Wade got one of those nods. And you just, you don't give that nod to anyone. It's got to be a special player who's made a huge impact on the game you're playing. And Pujols could deserve that. I guess it all comes down to what the MLB will do with the All-Star game. Um, and if, if everything's getting into the back to normal, I would guess. Um, but so getting into his... You know, it's the wrap-up of his career, um, He, but he's he, he's at the top of these lists, and you mentioned it. He is in the top five, sometimes top three, uh, also top ten, and a lot of these categories. And you don't just get in there into these statistical categories um, without performing at a very high level. Yeah, and I think the argument for some people would be, oh, he played 20 seasons, so he's going to be up there. No, man, this guy – performed great for so many years he I think in every season you know he said at least 30 home runs at actually at least 40 home runs in his first 10 seasons so he was just unstoppable and you look at these records let's just go through them really quick do you think he'll pass any of these players let's start with RBIs do you think he's gonna pass Babe Ruth 114 you know RBIs would be tough I mean 
it's it's going to be close because you know we see him we see him get somewhat of a lot of RBIs because of his home runs and and pretty good hits. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to say no. What about yeah, you? It's tough. It, it is 114. That's a lot. You know, Pujols is 41. We didn't get to see a lot from him last year, but remember, there's going to be 162 games this year, so he's a, he has a lot of games to play to you know pass that. But I'm going to also say no. Next one. Home runs. He's fifth right now, 662. He needs 34 to pass Alex Rodriguez. Uh, you know, it's also tough. I'd love for him to do it. I mean, I really do, but he's 41. I just don't think – I don't think he's going to make this one either. Um, I'd love to see him do it. I, I, I'd i love to see him get into the fourth spot, but I'm going to say no. What about you? It's tough. He needs 35. It's just – he, had a, he just he just did not look good at the plate last year. You know, he only had six home runs, but that was in uh, 39 games that he played. So uh, I'm going to say no, too. I would love to see him go forth. Love it, but I just can't do it. I just don't think he has enough left in the tank. What about doubles? 55 now to pass Ty Cobb for fourth. That's also a tough one. I mean, these numbers are really close. <laughs> like if he, had, if he had a guaranteed one more season, I'd probably be saying yes for all of them because – and he probably passed in the first 20 games of that next season. I mean, he's going to be within like five to 10 in these categories. And I'm going to have to go with no on this one. I, I will give you a preview that I think I'm going to go with yes on the next one that you bring up. But for doubles, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no. If any of these three he was going to do, I would say it's going to be the home runs. I think that's the most likely 34 you know, we've seen him hit 45, 46, 47 in like five of six seasons during the middle of his career. So assuming he still has some left in the tank, I could see that one happening. But I'm also going to go no for doubles. And the last one, he needs 100 hits, 100 to place 10th all time in most hits in MLB history. Does he do it? I'm going to say yes. And I, I said it. I, I'm going to say yes for that one. I mean, 162 games, what, he's basically basically got to have like Point six hits per game. I mean, he, I mean, I think he's going to do it. I think this is the one he's going to break. I think he's going to get into that top 10 most hits all time in MLB history. It's tough because injuries, man. He's up there in age, man. Anything, he, anything could go wrong for him. An injury, like nothing bad. Like, obviously, I don't want anything bad to happen in the pools. But, you know, he is 41 years old, and he could tweak a hamstring and be out two months. Like, you never know. But assuming he does play like 140, 150 games, I'm going to go with you and say he does break this and goes to 10th all time. He also needs like, I believe it's like 85 hits to place 11th. So I think he'll get it. And I think he'll place 10th all time in most hits. And if he comes back for another season, we'll see him, you know, go up to second all time and runs batted in second all time and doubles and all those stats. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure to see if he chooses to call it a career or come back one more after this. Uh, you you mentioned it. He, It's probably most likely um, that this will be his last year. And if it is, I tell you what, it's just – it's it's one of these great stories. Again, we say it every week. You don't see him too often. And that's why we're bringing him up to people's attention um, because they really don't get the recognition they deserve. They start from places that, you know – high schools they've never heard of. They go to community college, junior colleges that we've never heard of, and uh, they get taken in late second round or, or in like a NFL, MLB, or NBA, and just late rounds. I mean, 13th round of the MLB draft. 
you just don't you just don't hear of superstars emerging from positions like that too often and it's pretty crazy to see how Pujols has has developed over his career and guaranteed guaranteed to be a future hall of famer yeah for sure hall of famer and this show man started from the bottom i believe what is this our sixth or seventh episode so i think the only one that's made it to like a high division one school was jimmy butler when he went to marquette every other player you know you remember tony romo he went to a division one double a school kurt warner did too you know jose bautista and mr Albert Pujols, they went to community colleges. So we see these players, you know, working their way up from not getting recruited high out of high school to working their way up through college, not getting selected the highest, you know, the highest or even going undrafted in some cases to making an impact in today's sports world. And it's just great to see. And I'm glad that we have another Pujols, you know, great season from him, great career. And hopefully he tops it off this season by breaking more records. Yeah. And that, I mean, you mentioned – a lot of these players did go to junior colleges. Um, Butler, Butler, I just checked. He did start in a junior college and then went to Division One. So I mean, it's not like he he got that opportunity right away. It's the working from the bottom that every single one of these players we've talked about. Um, and Joey, you said it perfectly. They make an impact on the sports world that it's never going to be forgotten. I mean, these stories they don't just come up out of nowhere. They're they're recognized because of how memorable they are and how hard these players work for their spots. Thank you for tuning in to this week of Started from the Bottom with Caleb Nixon and Joey Pulizzi. We will see you next week for week seven.